Have you ever tried to read the entire Bible and gotten stuck halfway through or been too intimidated to even start? We have the perfect book for you. It's from the St. Philip Institute and it's called From the Beginning, God's Search for Man. In 47 days, we guide you through the big picture of scripture from Genesis to the resurrection. Each day, there is a short reading from the Bible accompanied by an essay to help you see the connections between the Old and New Testament. You can pre-order today for $5 at stphilipinstitute.org. Thanks. What do you do when you can't trust God was one of my favorite episodes that we recorded because I think sometimes when we sit down and talk, um, not that we want to be closed books, but I feel like in this one, there's a little bit more openness there and really addressing the vulnerability of some of the things that are happening in our lives and that even as moms and women in ministry, whose call in our work is to draw people closer to God, that there's still times when we struggle mm-hmm. and there's times when life happens and we don't know what to do. And learning to trust in God is one of those things um, that can be difficult at times. And so I just think it's one of my favorite because of that vulnerability when we share, yeah. you know, it's kind of just going on in our life. And so it's raw and it's real. And we're just trying to hash it out and figure out what to do in those moments. Yeah, yeah. I think we recorded this episode shortly after my mom was diagnosed with Mm -hmm. stage three or four um, ovarian cancer. So it was very helpful to me to actually have this conversation with you and to really think through and pray through um, what does it mean to trust God with the next step when when it feels like you can't or telling God, this is hard. This is really difficult. So again, like what you were saying, just the vulnerability of the the conversation. Um, I appreciate our friendship in this episode, yeah. especially. Um, and we hope that it's an encouraging uh, word to to others who may be in a, a similar situation. That sometimes um, things are hard. Sometimes the road is is dark, um, but that God is is with us even in um, even in our uncertainty. So we hope that this offers some encouragement to you as you take the next steps. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. everyone. It's so good to be back with you. Hey, Mickey, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. It has been, I feel like over a month since we've been able to record a lot of life happening and a lot of life. Oh, yeah. That's an understatement probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're it's been good to see folks in the Facebook group and, and all of that. We're so grateful for, for everyone's prayers. Um, Mickey, you guys went through quite a round of illness. Uh, everyone's better. Everyone is better, but yeah, August was really rough. Really rough. So I'm sure we'll go into some details later, but yeah, same everyone here. is better. And yeah. Good. Good. Well, we thought that as we ease into kind of like the fall season of, um, of our podcast, um, reflecting on some of the things that have just been going on personally with, with Mickey and I, and, and we'll share some of that during this episode, but 
we really felt like it would be good to talk about trust in God and especially trusting God when you don't think that you can. Um, because I think that a lot of the struggles that we go through or the things that, um, that we experience or just when life happens um, or when the stuff hits the fan, it's, it's like this moment of realizing, okay, am I willing to surrender everything into God's hands? Um, and I mean, like, I love the divine mercy image. I love, you know, that saying, Jesus, I trust in you, that prayer. Um, but when life hits hard, which I think you and I have experienced that over the last month, I mean, even just over the last year, um, but there are times when it can be a lot harder to say, Jesus, I trust in you and really mean it. So what we'd like to do in this episode is really talk about how do we renew our trust in God? How do we surrender to him? Um, but also just acknowledging the fact that sometimes it is really difficult to trust Jesus um, yeah. and that that's okay. Yeah. And I think too, this is a story that actually started my August. Um, my son and I, he's six, we were outside feeding our animals and we got attacked by yellow jackets. Uh, and so like we just shut our gate and it has this like little cowbell on it that makes noise. Well, some yellow jackets had made their home up in there. So we just shut the gate and we hear the bell and then it's just like yellow jackets everywhere. And I got stung on my leg. He got stung on his hand and they're flying everywhere. And I'm like swatting them away from my son and he's scared and he's terrified. So once I get them all off, like I'm like, run. And as we're running away, he looks at me and he's like, what's happening? And as you're sort of talking about this, for some reason that story came to our mind because I think so many times, like when something happens that we're, that throws us, um, for a loop, right? And we're not prepared for it. And that is scary that sometimes we can get so caught up in the situation that we don't hear God saying, come with me. Yeah. Maybe we do. And we're running along with them and we're just like, what's happening. And so it's not until you're able to get to a place of like rest where you can like process all of the goodness that just happened. But when you're talking about that for some reason, yeah attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And that's such a beautiful, I mean, it's a, it's a powerful image because it reminds me of how like your son knows your voice and he knows you and he knows that you want to protect him and that you're getting him to safety. And it wouldn't have made sense for him to just stand there and be like, I don't know if that's a good idea, mom. Like he knew that your job was to keep him safe. And I think sometimes um, because the world is so noisy and we have so much coming at us on a daily basis, if we are not in an intimate relationship with our Lord, it becomes harder to hear him when he says go, <laughs> or we can yeah. become confused. Or if we don't know, if we don't know our Lord's voice, then how can we follow him when it's him that says go? Um, so I, yeah, like that, I feel like that's something to unpack <laughs> a little yeah. bit. It's just like how to, how to know the Lord's voice better in, in the day to day. Yeah. And I think too, like my son knew something was wrong, right? Cause mm -hmm. he got in his hand hurt and I've been reflecting a lot on suffering, mm. uh, throughout this month of August. And that sometimes we only hear God 
through our suffering, like we're like, okay, something is wrong. Something is, or not that, not that suffering is wrong, but I need to, there's something I need to pay more attention to. Yeah. And I'm, for me, I'll just speak for myself. For me, it's like, I need to listen to the voice of God because I, if I was the only one getting stung and my um, son was in a comfortable place doing, doing his life things, if I said run to the house, I don't know if he would have been as quick to run. Does that Mm, make sense? Yeah. I think when we experience pain, um, that we kind of like, we're looking to something to sort of like, what do I do? where do I go with this yeah oh man everything you're saying I feel like are things that I need to take to prayer because for me I guess just like diving into what's been going on um in mid-August my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and it's like stage three or four and it was very unexpected like that just was not on the radar at all for our family and in the days that followed it was almost like I was, I was telling someone, I was like, I almost feel like God took me by the shoulders and shook me. And I realized, like I, I went to adoration and I had this moment of realizing, like, I think that my idea of God has been, or like in this season, um, or especially just over this past year is like, there, there are times when I can get really comfortable in my faith and I just kind of coast and this is that thing that that's that moment of suffering um that i have realized that i have no control mm-hmm. because every other aspect in my life whether it's you know challenges in ministry or challenges at home all of those things i feel like i can have some even if it's just an illusion of control right but with this situation with my mom it's like this this moment where I'm having to say like, I, I don't know what's going to happen and having to ask God, like, where are you in this? Like, what are you doing? I have no idea, but all I can do is just come to you. And I, but realizing or having to face the fact that I think up to this point, I've been in kind of a season of like coasting or just not, not surrendering And so it has jolted me awake in a way. And it's also like, okay, but what are you going to do, God? Because my agenda says this, like cancer was not on the radar. Like that was not part of the playbook, but here we are. So what are you going to do, Lord? Like, how are we going to navigate this? And I got to go home this past weekend and be with her. And that was so, so good. Um, But there's a lot of unknown and that's scary. That's, that's really scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. And my heart goes out to you because yeah. um, my dad suffered last year mm-hmm. and celebrated the anniversary of his death um, the later end of um, August. And so, yeah, I think those moments when you are just sort of hit in the face with unexpected, like, wait a minute, you know? Um, and, and I think that the closer it is, the, the more that people close to you, um, who you really consider as like foundations and your rock, when that is shaken, you feel shaken, or at least for yeah. me. Oh, shaken. for sure. And I, you know, it's so funny. I'm prideful because I thought that my trust in God was greater than what it really was. Uh, but when certain things that had provided me with stability um, we're shifting. 
it's almost as if I felt like I couldn't get my footing and I was trying really hard on my I mean, I would say, God help me, you know, but I was still trying to like step where I thought I needed to go to, you know, get my footing um, where I could, where I felt like I could balance, you know, and go all over the place. And yeah, it's really made me realize that I, I really don't trust God as much as I thought. Same. Trusted God. And that's, it is so hard. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. And I think it's okay to admit that. And I, I wonder, like, um, I, we had someone in the Facebook group, um, we were having discussions around NFP. One of the questions that had been submitted was, you know, like, what do you do when you've experienced multiple miscarriages and like, you're wanting to be open to life and you're wanting to surrender that part of, you know, your family to God, but all that keeps happening seems to be death. And I think that that's one of those situations where, I mean, I, I've only had, I've only had one miscarriage, but it was, I mean, it was painful enough. Um, But like having that ability to step back and say like, God, your will be done. Like sometimes that is not as pretty as we think that it should be. Um, And that's hard to admit. And I keep having like in prayer, I keep thinking about, um, I can't remember if I was talking with you about this or someone else, like this image of Jesus in the boat asleep. Like, I'm so glad that that story is in scripture because I think we all know at our, at our core that Jesus is with us. Like we, we know that he's there. And I was telling someone, I know that Jesus is here and I know that he's with us in this difficult situation, but I'm starting to see leaks in the boat and I'm getting concerned (laughs) because it doesn't seem like he's waking up. Um, but like even just reflecting on that scripture and knowing like Jesus is not going to let us drown. Like he's not going to let us, um, he's not going to allow harm to come to us maybe in the way, I don't know. I guess I have to be careful with that. Like he's not going to allow harm to come to us, but it may, he may need to allow suffering so that we can draw closer to him. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it's so funny because I was trying to just um, see if there are like quotes or stories about mm-hmm. trusting in God. And so um, a lot of the things that I was reading were about people who were in dire situa- situations and then were rescued from that. Like they were completely out of food and then they got food. Um, and or, a, you know, a saint who was running like this children's home um, needed supplies and they got supplies. Right. And those are really great, incredible stories. And I don't anyway want to minimize that but I also think I mean there there were saints who have been martyred Mm -hmm. there uh and I think that it kind of maybe boils down to our expectation of God yeah like uh is he is he performing in the way Mm. expect him to right and so because we know that our God is a God of miracles and our God is a God of healing if we're looking at my situation and expecting these like miraculous um, movements of God, mm-hmm. then, then I do think if something doesn't quite go that way, then we're like, no, God did not answer my prayer and he mm. armed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand what you're saying, but I also think that on the other end, there are people who are like, if I'm faithful, 
God will provide and he does, but not in the way that exactly, exactly. Because God's ways are so mysterious, it is impossible for us to put boundaries around like my expectations of what he's going to do because his ultimate goal, which should also be our ultimate goal is to be with him in heaven. Mm -hmm. And that can, that can happen regardless of whatever goes on in our life. Yeah. That is something that is absolutely within the realm of possibilities. Yeah. And, um, and not just, not just uh, possibilities, but what we're called to. Right. And so God will give us everything we need to ultimately get to that place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, but yeah, I think it, I think it's so hard because his ways are so mysterious and infinite. Yeah. I think we put God in a box. I think we really put God, and I, I mean, I, I recognize this in myself, like I, like you were saying, you know, kind of looking at, I mean, like looking at God, almost like a vending machine. Like I'm going to pray a rosary. You're going to heal my mom. Like I'm going to pray a rosary every day. You're going to do this God and God, like you're saying, God's ways are so much bigger and, and the end goal is not just the here and now, but like we're called to be saints. We're called to be united to him and we're called to take up our cross and follow him and that God trusts us with these different crosses um, in our journeys. Um, And if we choose to accept them, if we choose to like embrace them and ultimately give them back to him as like, you know, I'm, or like entrusting ourselves into him in a more intimate way, like I don't know. I think that, that like the path of suffering is an, an invitation to deeper union with God, um, because we don't understand it and we can't control it. Um, and that's hard. That's really hard. I mean, just being fallen human beings, like we, we, it's really easy to think like, well, my plan, like, God, didn't you see my playbook? Like, my plans are great. pretty good. It looked really great. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah, I think I have some good ideas. Um, but to have that humility to step back and be able to say like, God, I surrender this to you, even though I don't understand what you're doing. Um, and that right. it takes time to get there. Like, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm still like struggling <laughs> to get those words out some days in prayer because you don't know what's gonna you don't know you don't but you do know that god is faithful and that god is good and that he wants what's good for us yeah and i think that that right there i think is the key like to trusting in god is that um as believers right as catholics that we know that we know who god is Mm -hmm. but we also know who we are to him like Mm -hmm. we are his beloved we are his children Mm -hmm. And sometimes lessons are learned in really, really hard ways. Yeah. Sometimes our intimacy with Christ grows when we just have to go through the fire. Yeah. Um, but never forgetting that, like, he loves me. Mm. And mm-hmm. the, the, how important it is to trust in him and who he is as our dad, as our father, even when it looks like evil and destruction and chaos is winning. Exactly. Knowing that at the end of the day, if I take Jesus by the hand and walk with him into the unknown, it doesn't matter what the unknown has. I have Jesus by the hand. Exactly. See what's in front of me. I don't have to be guessing or be anxious. 
All I have to know is, am I holding on to the hand of my savior? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not at a point though, because I'll hold on to Jesus' hand sometimes, or I'll like squeeze it really tight. But I'm also looking around. Right. I'm, okay, what's up? Wait, is that real scary? And be like, all right, Lordy, really? You know, right? Or like when my do we toddlers really have to go in that direction. Yeah, or like when I'm holding my toddlers' hands and or like trying to lead them somewhere, and they like do that thing where they put their feet down and like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, or even yeah. better, they just sit down. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I want to go that way, Lord. I just yeah. don't. So I, I think I want to get like really practical with people because I know one thing that's frustrating for me sometimes is, or it has been in the past when I say, you know, it's really hard to trust God right now. I'm like, well, just it's okay. Like, just trust Him more. <laughs> like, that doesn't help. Like that doesn't help, but. There is something to be said about like, if you, if you can't trust God or if you're unsure or you're frightened, um, like to tell him that, like to mm-hmm. make sure that you're in dialogue with him. Um, Cause there have been moments I know, and even in, in both of our journeys and, and I don't know if you want to share even more just about like going through the loss of your dad, Mickey, because like, I can't, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine going through that and like still trusting in God's faithfulness and trusting in his goodness. But like, like in moments of intense suffering like that, like what is the first step to like really being able to surrender or to say like, okay, God, I'm going to keep following you, even though this really hurts right now. Shoot. That's a deep question. Um, so I think for me, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I'm, I am confident in eternal life and I'm confident in God's plan. And I'm also confident in the sacraments of the church Mm. and the promises that the church gives to people at their dying hour. Mm -hmm. So I remember praying and I know not everyone gets this gift. I realized that and my heart goes out to them, but I had prayed for years before we knew my dad was sick. Um, I had prayed that, um, God would allow, if it be his will, time for each of my family members that before they passed that uh, the chaplet of divine mercy could be prayed by their bedside um, and that they could receive less rights. Cause I believe in the promise of the divine mercy chaplet um, mm-hmm. prayed by someone at their death or, you know, when they're sort of in that transition from this life to the next. Uh, and I believe in less rights. I believe in the that God gave us those those things, right? Um, in those moments, I believe that Mama Mary is there at the hour of our death, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that made it easier because I do believe those things. Um, so my dad was able to receive that. I was mm-hmm. able to get the chaplet and the rosary by his side a week before he died because um, I had to travel back home to be with my kids mm-hmm. there when he passed. But that that provided so much comfort mm-hmm. um, and not for me though I mean it did but I'm like I believe in God's promises I believe in God's promises and my my dad was able to receive um the anointing of the sick and last mm-hmm. rites. um and so I think for me it's just, I do, I, I believe in what the church teaches. And um, I, again, I know not everyone who loses someone or is faced with some sort of tragedy gets those graces. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and I, I don't even know what I would say to them. So, you know, I, I kind of feel not guilty, but I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I also know that, that Mama Mary carries my prayers. Uh, that's mm -hmm. what we and I know that that Jesus loves them so even if I can't be at someone's bedside or I know that they were in immense suffering like stop what I'm doing and like say Lord like can you please send angels to be by their side like mm. let prayer be the voice but you you know yeah you send your angels you send your saints because God can do that and he um, so I do, I think like being aware of the sufferings of others, being aware, like when someone says, Hey, will you pray for me? Don't just say, Oh, sure. Like, right. Or write it on right. your intention list. Right. When you have like, let that, like we carry people like God. Mm. So this is what I think is so amazing about God is that he can, he doesn't need our help. Right. He doesn't need us to pray for other people. Like he can still perform his work without us. But what he does is he invites us in his work of healing. Mm. He invites us into his work of salvation. He asks us to take a part in helping each other get to heaven. Mm. And that's incredible because we learn a lot about relationships. Yeah. The whole point we learn yeah. a lot about relationships because we don't like follow a religion we follow a person who exactly teachings to follow but it's about relationship and so yes. um there's a lot of things we don't learn mm -hmm. when we're not in relationships there's a lot of stuff we don't discover about ourselves and the people around us and god um and so uh i think i just went on a tangent <laughs> no no that was all beautiful but then i had a couple of different thoughts one um, what you were just saying about relationship, like for me, like this, this moment, this season that my family has just stepped into with my mom's diagnosis is I'm recognizing that my relationship with God has got to be different. Like I cannot control the situation and I can't just talk at God. Like I need to be receptive to what he is saying to me and like putting myself in a posture of receptivity, like is, am I willing to take that next step, even if it's gonna hurt a little bit? Am I, um, am I willing in order to draw into intimacy? And I know that uh, St. Mother Teresa had, uh, or St. Teresa of Calcutta, she had such beautiful images about like, you know, as you draw closer to Christ on the cross, like you can, you can feel the things that, that he felt. You can feel the thorns going into, you know, your own flesh. Like we're going to suffer if we follow mm -hmm. Jesus and like being okay with that. Um, and I think, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the blessed mother too, because part of me wonders if, you know, like sometimes if we feel like we can't trust Jesus or we can't trust the father, that can we go to our blessed mother and say, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this. So can you take my prayers to Jesus, you know, make them beautiful um, or walk with me, help lead me to your son, help me to, um, you know, to follow him more, more closely. And then also what you were describing so beautifully is like that the church what the church teaches is true. <laughs> like the sacraments are a real thing. The prayers of the church are a real thing. And my dad even made this comment um, when he was kind of briefing my sisters and I about, you know, this is what's happening. And this is, you know, the journey that we're on, you know, this is the moment where 
we we really um we really have to face like do we actually believe all the stuff that we say when we say jesus i trust in you do we trust him when we pray the prayers of the church when we talk about eternal life when we talk about you know our our mission to become saints do we actually believe that that's true do we believe that suffering has meaning um like that's a that's a powerful thing and i have just found myself over the last couple of weeks being very grateful to be catholic like i'm just so yes. grateful for our catholic faith um oh <laughs> like there's yeah <laughs> like the body of christ is just so beautiful so so beautiful yeah. and that the body of christ is there to walk with us and that we're we're called to support each other in our walks when it's difficult to trust jesus yeah um, and even when it's not difficult to trust Jesus, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that, um, and that's what I've learned a lot. This is why, this is why church communities are so important. Yes. Amen. They're so important. <laughs> Friendships are so important is, um, there's so many things that I don't think I could have made, made it through without, um, yes, Jesus did help me, but he sends people my way. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something that I wish I could speak to church on this. This is something church communities are called to do. Yes is to foster community because like you said, like we have, we do, we have a responsibility for each other because we're brothers and sisters in Christ and God has called us to that. I mean, if we were not expected to do intercessory prayer, he wouldn't have given it to us. Exactly. You know, that we do have a responsibility for each other, to each other. Um, yeah. So just mm. make sure that we're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I don't know if this is sort of getting off topic a little bit, but I was reading an article um, and, you know, it had talked about like the, um, I was talking about the, the sin of Adam and Eve and I was like, everyone's like, well, it was disobedience, right? But then you go to the catechism and I just want to read this real fast because I think it, it shows like the importance of trusting God and how much we should be aware mm -hmm. of, like ask ourselves, do I really trust God? But it's catechism number 397. And it says, man, tempted by the devil, let his trust in his creator die in his heart, mm. abusing his abusing his freedom, mm -hmm. obeyed God's command, right? So the disobeying, the disobeying of God's command was a result of they, they lost trust. the trust of God in their heart. And like um, trusting in God, it's, it's huge. And it's such a big thing that sometimes it's hard to get like, okay, well, how do I do that? Like mm -hmm. a 12 step program, mm -hmm. <laughs> how to do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, but to know, like, first, it's incredibly important that this is a pursuit worthy of our attention starting today. Amen. If, and if it Amen. hasn't been that, and, you know, like you said, that so grateful for being Catholic um, that we have been given spiritual exercises that we can use to to build trust, right? These are things that's like, God's like, here, take this, you eat it, you're going to be nourished, right? And go. so I think just being um, aware of that, and I, and you know, you had mentioned this, like all of the, the prayers and promises connected to those, um, but just embracing those practices in the church, especially the sacraments. Um, so, you know, to, to just keep those spiritual practices going that we know God mm -hmm. feeds us through. So the sacraments 
first would be the, the first one. Like mm-hmm. keep going. If you are hit with tragedy, the, the worst thing to do is to distance yourself from God. And like, you can be angry, but still say, all right, but I still trust in your promises. Exactly. I'm just mad exactly. at you. Um, and asking God to help you in that. But like a maintaining of the practices that the church has always taught our soul needs. Exactly. Um, so to not run because we're mad or because right. we're angry or because it's hard, right. but in more so to cling to the cling promises to connected. Yes. Connected to those yes. things. Yes, exactly. And I just like, I have the painting of um, Matthew 14, uh, Peter walks out on the water to Jesus and um, that story, I could come back to that over and over again. And the winds and the waves of life are going to hit us hard sometimes, even when we've got eye contact on Jesus. And there are going to be moments where it is going to be difficult to trust, or we're going to feel like we're sinking, but to know that our Lord is right there. Like in Matthew 14, it doesn't say that Jesus laughed at Peter and let him (laughs) drown. He immediately, I think the word immediately is there too. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and grabbed Peter and said, oh, why did you doubt? And, and I think that we need to hear that with love from, Mm -hmm. from Christ that it's okay to be afraid sometimes like, yes, we're called to be not afraid. I think, I think I saw a meme that said something like the phrase be not afraid is in the Bible as many days as there are in the year. Right. And that, that like, there's a reason for that. And, um, but it's okay when we struggle because we're human and we're broken, but Christ, Christ gives us everything that we need. As long as we know to go back to him constantly, mm-hmm. even if we throw a tantrum and, and we do run away, as long yeah. as we come back to him and to ask for the intercession of, um, of the blessed mother to ask for the saints who have gone before us and have suffered, um, to ask for their help in all of this yeah. and to just ask our Lord to like, I, I am having a hard time trusting you, but I will take the next step. I will take it yeah. one step at a time. And I think that's all that Jesus asked for is just yeah. one day at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. And I, I know we're, um, kind of nearing the end of like our time together, but I just wanted to give two more practicals. Um, when I was sort of reading, I'm like, is there any like formula, yeah. you know, so the things that I found are like definitely staying connected in prayer and, yes. and those things. But someone else um, had mentioned meditate on Christ's passion. Mm. If you're having a hard time um, with trust or you want it to grow, to spend some time meditating on the passion. You can do that in a number of a number of ways. Like watch the passion of the Christ. You can read the passion stories in all the gospels. There are tons of books about the passion of the Christ and the last seven words of Christ, like all of those things. So, mm-hmm. um, find one and then start meditating on that. And then the other one was like embracing God's will in the nitty gritty of day-to-day life. Yeah. Like if your washing machine goes out or dishwasher machine, not that that happened to me in the moment, <laughs> but like, I don't want to wash these dishes by hand, but embracing the nitty gritty of that with hopefully a spirit of, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to do this. It's a minor suffering um, that at the end of the day felt like a major suffering, but 
um, anything, like any of those things that happen in your life, like if you don't have time to eat lunch, you know, or your lunch is cold, or I mean, we could think of a million things that yeah. in our daily life, but just getting in the practice of embracing this um, as well right now, this is not, this dishwasher is not working. So that means that I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And just like, I'm just going to do that. Um, so learning to just embrace those moments in daily life where you know yeah things just happen exactly exactly and was there the the litany i can't remember if we've mentioned this litany before the litany of trust um we'll put a link in the show notes to a video about the litany of trust and we've talked about the surrender novena before we'll put a link to that again too but those are the types of prayers that I think can help us also Mm -hmm. and even reflecting on the divine mercy image like there's a reason that the words Jesus I trust in you are on the bottom of that image um so yeah yeah I hope that this is helpful um to those who have been listening but yeah anything else Mickey that you can think of oh I always have things to say (laughs) but I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna not no, I understand. I understand. Hopefully, I'm just grateful. I'm just so glad to be back with you. It Same. has been um, August has been rough, but it's good to to be back and right. Yeah. No, it'll be good. It'll be good, and I'm excited. We'll be back in the studio next week, God willing. And if not, Zoom is great. <laughs> Nicholas is our uh, video producer, and we're so grateful for all that he does. But mm-hmm. um, please uh, leave comments for us. Let us know what types of things you'd like to hear about, especially in the fall. Um, Nikki and I are thinking and praying about even just Advent and Lent for next year. Um, what are the types of things that um, we'd like to, yeah, be able to offer through the podcast? So. Oh, yay. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. We want to end in prayer and then we'll. That'd be great. Okay. Sounds good. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Good and gracious God, uh, we entrust ourselves to you. We ask that you walk with us, that you guide us, um, that you help us to trust you more, especially if we are struggling with that. Um, Help us to take things one day at a time, but to ultimately know that you want what is best for us and help us to become what you have called us to be. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sorry, my, my little ones were getting restless. So if you heard tapping during the prayer, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.